Hello, and welcome to Inside Scoop Live. I'm Sherry Hoyt, and I'm your host. Today I'm speaking with Don Ake, author of Will There Be Free Appetizers, a collection of humorous essays on a wide variety of relatable everyday subjects guaranteed to make you laugh out loud. Before we start, let's learn a little bit more about Don. Don Ake is a funny guy. His humor writing is clever, witty, and totally entertaining. Instead of telling jokes, he paints funny pictures inside your head. You will smile, then snicker, and finally laugh out loud. Often you will laugh with him. Sometimes you will laugh at him, but you will laugh and laugh a lot. Don takes simple, everyday things and situations and makes them hilarious. His perspective on life is unique, sometimes even bizarre. His humor writing has been compared to the television show Seinfeld because the topics are so basic, but the humor so funny. Don started writing humor columns in college and began writing his popular Aches Pains blog in 2011. He released his first humor book, Just Make Me a Sandwich, in 2015 and followed it up with Will There Be Free Appetizers in 2018. Don works as an analyst and economist in the trucking industry and has an MBA degree from the University of Akron. He resides in Northeast Ohio. For more information on Don Ake and his books, visit his website at donake.net. And that's D-O-N-A-K-E dot net. Hi, Don. Welcome to Inside Scoop Live. Hi. It's great to be here, Sherry. Well, I've been looking forward to talking with you. So uh, to begin, why don't you tell us about your latest book, Will There Be Free Appetizers? Yes. This book is a collection of my most popular um, blog posts from my humor blog, Aches Pains. And it's a short essay humor, about 50 or so essays, on a variety of subjects, because my blog doesn't have a theme. Uh, The theme is it's to be read for people to laugh and to enjoy it and and to have fun. And and so the subjects run from food to life at the beach to trying to adapt to high technology. Um, There's stuff in there about guys doing stupid stuff (laughs) and getting old and things about the homestead and my high school reunion talking about some relationships as far as being married and stuff like that, and then some miscellaneous stuff. So it runs through a wide variety of subjects. Yeah, and you get those subjects from just kind of everyday life, or where do the topics come from? I have this very strong sense of humor. have had it all my life. It's expressed through my humor writing, and I'm a people watcher. Mm. So I watch people. A lot of my stuff comes up through... Just observation, a lot of the stuff is about myself, just laughing at myself, uh, different thoughts that I have, different reactions to things. So I get it from basically life, and you'll see it in the subjects and the themes. They're very basic, but combined with my sense of humor and writing ability, I can make them pretty funny. Yeah. Well, life, that's the best um, <laughs> That's the best subject, <laughs> Yes, life is funny, and and I'm funny, and people are funny, and that gives me more than enough material. Yeah. Where did you get the title from? There's one essay in the book that has to do with free appetizers. That's a story, a true story, where I went to this meeting, and they had promised free appetizers. (laughs) They had emphasized that there would be free appetizers. I planned to eat my meal (laughs) that evening with those free appetizers. And I got there, and there were no free appetizers. And I got upset, and I was telling people this story later that evening, and I was serious, and I'm telling them the story, and I look up, and they're all laughing at me. (laughs) 
how could you get upset at free appetizers? You weren't paying for them. Just the fact that you didn't get them, that, you know, you shouldn't be that upset. And then I realized that that's a pretty funny story. And the concept of free appetizers, then, I've weaved it throughout the essays in the book. Um, the term free appetizers probably shows up, you know, maybe ten times through throughout the book. And so I thought that that would be a great title for this book. Yeah, and I love that story. And just some of the topics, you know, you think, well, some of them are just, I mean, fairly mundane, but I find myself, you know, laughing. So how do you how do you make them funny? I, I think it's just that sense of humor, which mm-hmm. is just a natural sense of humor. Funny people on both sides of my family. I think that I got the the humor gene. But, you know, looking at some of the stuff, like my classic example is that there's an essay in the book about rice cakes. (laughs) And you're thinking, rice cakes? And even after I wrote it, I wrote 800 words on rice cakes. And I read it back and I'm going, is this really funny? And, And then when the blog post went out, you know, I got a lot of compliments about that one. Don, this is a really good one. And I'm like, okay, let's go with it, you know, and that, when you talk about ideas, uh, in January, after I'd gained a lot of weight during the holidays and I was starting my January diet, I I went to the cupboard and took out this rice cake, and before I ate it, I just stared at it, and I thought, you're depending on this rice cake to take off the 10 pounds you gained over the holidays. Yeah. Think about the concept. (laughs) I, I, I was putting a lot of faith in that rice cake, and then I wrote 800 words about it, and it's funny stuff. It is funny stuff. That's hilarious. (laughs) You've put a lot of pressure on that rice cake. (laughs) Yes. But it's so relatable. I mean, I want to be the person that eats a piece of cake every day and never gains a pound, but it doesn't happen that way. You know, just magic cake, and and I think I call this a miraculous rice cake. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. Now, you've written two humor books, I mean, kind of offbeat, which doesn't sound like an easy process. So what motivates you? I write to make people laugh. I want people to laugh at my stuff. I want them to feel better after they have read something I've written than before. Give them a break in their life. Get those endorphins flowing from laughter. You get a chemical reaction from laughing. And that's what I want to do. I want to make people laugh. I want them to feel better about life. Mm -hmm. And Will There Be Free Appetizers is your second book. And your first book, Just Make Me a Sandwich, love that title too. I I think I love them because they're both food related. But anyway, your second book is different from your first book. And can you talk about the differences? Yes. As a writer and as a humor writer, you want to evolve. And so... When I started the blog, I didn't have a theme, and the writing and the subjects were less consistent. So the first book, it's funny, but it's all over the place, and the writing styles are different. And in a sense, that makes it good. Mm -hmm. But with this book, the flow from essay to essay, the writing style, the humor style is much more consistent. And so it's much smoother And I try to smooth out some of the rough edges on purpose. Some reviewers have described the first book as guy humor, Mm. which I don't, it is, but I don't necessarily agree with that. But I can see how the description is. The second book is smoother. I've taken some of the edges off. It's probably more popular with a wider audience, Mm -hmm. um, but it's just as funny. Okay. 
Now, your day job is working as an economist and analyst in the trucking industry. And uh, honestly, that doesn't sound like a very humorous profession at all. Uh, does your work have anything to do with humor writing? There's not a good connection there. One's analytical, one's creative. However, in, in book one, there is a chapter devoted to essays, humorous essays about economics. Mm-hmm. It goes back to, I can make almost anything funny, because the question would be, how do you make economics funny? Um, there are some very good chapters on that in uh, Just Make Me a Sandwich. So I kind of imagine that to be like a dry kind of humor almost. but <laughs> No. No? It's, no. I taught economics at the associate level for a few years. Mm. And in order to keep the students awake and engaged, I had to infuse my humor in those economics classes. And that's where I learned to combine the two. I haven't written any of those for a while, but I had in the past, and they're, they're very popular. Those are very popular with certain people in book one, and anyone can laugh at them. But if you like economics or if you study economics, those are popular essays. Yeah. I'll have to show my husband that one because he's an economist and he's not funny at all. (laughs) That's what you said in your review. That made me laugh out loud. (laughs) That's true. Uh, So I'm curious, when do you write? You have a full-time job. When do you write? Do you have a a routine or do you just write when you can? What, What does your writing life look like? My schedule with everything is crazy. And so I write when I have time. I I almost have to schedule it in. Mm -hmm. But uh, a lot of times uh, the writing happens on the weekends when I have time and I'm relaxed. And it's very good to be relaxed when you're writing humor and not under pressure. So I find the time, but it is a struggle. Yeah. What kind of reaction to your writing do you most seek from your reading audience? I want people to read my stuff. The goal is to get you to laugh out loud. And I've even had had people that I know that have bought my books, and they tell me what one of the statements that I hear that I love the most is when people say, I don't laugh out loud. It is very difficult for me to laugh out loud, but reading your book, I laughed out loud. (laughs) And so that's probably the ultimate compliment for me. Yeah. But how do you get readers to to literally laugh out loud? That's a hard question to answer. I think that I try to get people to create the joke inside their own mind. And when they do, they laugh out loud. Now, that's difficult to do. I don't write jokes. You know, typical writers, it's joke after joke after joke. What I try to do is form a story. I try to be unpredictable. You might think I'm going one direction. I go another direction. You get surprised and you laugh out loud. Mm, yeah, okay. Well, that makes sense, yeah. You're not writing stand-up. We're, we're <laughs> writing humor, and it again, it's different. There's, you know, there's no laugh track. The laugh track's got to come from inside you, not from outside right. you. And people really enjoy my writing because of that. Yeah. So is there a target audience for your book? If so, who, who will enjoy it the most? Well, I write from the perspective of a middle-aged guy and how I view the world. And some of the stuff everyone won't agree with because it's my perspective, and that's how I do it. So your most popular audience are middle-aged guys. However, 
as the writing style has evolved and as I've improved my writing, my female audience is very strong. In fact, I think on, on my blog, I probably have more women readers than I do guys. Hmm. But you can relate to it. It's very relatable. So middle-aged people probably the most, you know, and then maybe older than middle-aged. And if you're under 30, you're probably not going to get all the cultural references, although I do have people, you know, in their 30s that love my writing too. Yeah. So what differentiates your humor from others? Like, in other words, why should someone read your book? My style and my humor is, is very unique. And I know everyone would say that, but I challenge you to, <laughs> to, to read my book and find that my perspective is weird. But it's weird in a very funny way and a very relatable way. You know, I say, sometimes I say stuff you are thinking but you wouldn't say out loud, and I'll go ahead and I'll admit that, yes, I have this issue, I have this problem, and I think about things in a weird way, and I'll put it down on paper, and lots of times people will, will be laughing at me and saying, what an idiot, because the, the subtitle of this book is Musings from a Brilliant Idiot. <laughs> and so, you know, I'm admitting my failures I'm playing the part of the idiot, and you're going to look at that, and you're going to laugh at it, but you're going to be thinking, yeah, that was funny, he's stupid, and I did something similar to that last week. Yeah. So it's very relatable, and I think that's the unique quality in my writing. Yeah, I, I think so, too. There were several points where I said, ooh, but then I'm thinking, well, you know, you were probably thinking that, too, you know, so it's so you are saying stuff that other people are thinking. You're absolutely right. It's the relatability that is in your stories that make it funny. <laughs> One of the reasons that I have that strong female audience is that as a male, I'm willing to admit um, when I'm stupid and when I do stupid things, there's a chapter in the book that's titled Men Do Stupid Stuff. And that's one of the most popular chapters from women because they have to live with all the stupid stuff. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to talk about your blog a little bit. Um, what can you tell us about it? When did it get started? Are you still writing it? Uh, what's next? What do you see happening next from your blog? I wrote a weekly humor column in college. And it was called Aches Pains, same name as my blog. Mm -hmm. When I got out of college, I had to, to decide whether to, to go into writing or to go into business. And I decided to go into business. So I tell people that I took a brief 32-year break from writing humor. <laughs> but, I, again, that sounds stupid and silly, but... Again, my sense of humor never changed. I still had my sense of humor. My ability to write never changed. So in, in 2011, because, you know, because blogs were becoming popular, mm -hmm. I started my humor blog. In, and so then I turned that, the, the most popular blog post, into a book, my first book in 2015. And I then, earlier this year, did the same thing, uh, capitulation of blog posts, edited, organized, enhanced, improved, and, and put them into the book, um, Will There Be Free Appetizers? Yeah. I'm still blogging. I still post every other week. And 
you know, right now I'm looking at possibly a third book, you know, maybe maybe in a year and a half or so. Oh, nice. So there, there probably will be a third book, and then eventually I do want to write a novel um, that, that will be business-based but, but will be humor-based. Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, that's a long-term project. Yeah, that'll be interesting. So I'm curious, who makes you laugh? I really like the humor and comedy of um, Jerry Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. I think he's one of the best. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and Jim Gaffigan, mm-hmm. he is, he's tremendous. Those two guys are tremendous. And I do crack up, you know, and at times when you shouldn't, but I do crack up at the TV show South Park. Yeah. Uh, that makes me laugh out loud. Who makes me laugh out loud? They do. As far as writers go, uh, you know, I, a big fan of Dave Barry, and you'll see some of that influence in my writing. Mm-hmm. And I also uh, like the storytelling and the humor of uh, David Sedaris. Okay. And do you have a, a favorite essay from Will There Be Free Appetizers? You know, it's funny that on the first book, there, there was a definite answer to that question. On this one, I really don't because the writing is good and consistent throughout. I mean, when I did the editing, when I did the first edit of this book, I really liked it that I would be reading my own stuff and I would have to stop and laugh. Mm. Um, I was cracking myself up, and that happened repeatedly. One of the essays, I think it may be the last essay, you know, talks about going to a Christmas potluck dinner. Mm-hmm. And and being surprised by the prayer that was given for that dinner. Now I won't I won't spoil that one, but that one cracks me up. I know that it may I don't know whether it's the favorite, but I know that one cracks me up repeatedly. <laughs> That's funny. So many good stories. Now, how many stories did you say are in your book? I think there's like around fifty three, fifty four okay. ish in that okay. in that range. The first chapter has to do with food. And then, again, we, we bounce all the way around from vacations to the high-tech stuff to getting old to being middle-aged. Uh, so, like we said before, we're, we're covering a wide degree of subjects. And if you have any sense of humor at all, you are going to bust up at stuff in this book. Maybe not on every essay because the subjects change, but there's going to be a few things that you can identify with that you will really like. Right. There's something that you're going to relate to in that book because you, you yeah. cover everything. Yeah. Well, to wrap it up, Don, I wanted to get your final thoughts on writing. Uh, what is the best advice you can give to aspiring authors based on your own writing journey? I think just to keep at it, to write consistently, to be writing all the time, and to never be satisfied with where you're at. You need to evolve. You need to grow. You need to keep going. And to get the opinion of other people. I'm a member of a read and critique group, and it's made me a much better writer. Well, that's great advice to take away. And Donna, I thank you so much for joining me today. I really had a lot of fun learning more about you and your books and look forward to seeing more work from you in the future. Thanks, Sherry. It was fun. To our listeners, thank you for joining me today for my interview with Don Ake, author of Will There Be Free Appetizers? For more information on Don Ake and his books, visit his website at www.donake.net. And be sure to check out our other interviews at InsideScoopLive.com. Scoop Live.com.